Welcome, everyone, to the Meltdown 5. That's right. We've done five of these fucking things. <laughs> it's the series where I gather together some friends, and we uh, we rip apart a documentary or film, a UFO documentary or film. Uh, on this episode, I'm joined by three individuals. One, Chris Cogswell. How you doing, man? Doing so good, man. Doing so good. Um, well, okay, to be fair, I was doing better, and then I had to rewatch this movie. And now I'm I'm upset. I'm just generally upset with life. And I mean, like we're in the middle of a pandemic, and this movie was the low point of my day. Okay, good. That's fun. Good. <laughs> it's great times. <laughs> yeah. Um. Our 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 second guest here. Uh, you know him on Twitter right now as DJ Steve French, but uh, the rest of the time he's Spencer Worth Davis of the What If Podcast. What's up, man? What's going on, dude? You, I noticed you said our uh, when you said friends, you said it like there were air quotes around it. Is uh, no? There's something no. I should know before we get started here. No, hell no, dude. All no, right, it's right. uh, I, it's what this film brings out. It brings out the worst <laughs> of me. <laughs> Fair enough. And uh, and the final person we have on here, um, Brian Hasty. I put up with him a lot, and. Uh, you know, I, I volunteered him for this, and I'm kind of glad that I did so I could torture him a little bit because he tortures me with some of the worst goddamn music I've ever heard. But how's it going, Brian? Great, Rob. Now that you've given me that intro, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you have uh, tortured me with uh, Big Tip. You've tortured me with that goddamn Brian Wilson rap track. I, I don't know what's uh, next. It's me? kind of like the. Yeah, it oh, it is so bad, so fucking bad. Brian Wilson, like Beach Boys, Brian Wilson. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Rapping, yeah. <laughs> There's a lost rap album out there that he never released. There's a whole album, from, yeah, from the '90s that he uh, co-wrote with his uh, psychiatrist. Yep. Oh my Shit. goodness, and Rob! <laughs> and what are you upset about? I'm upset um, that, that we weren't all introduced to this sooner. What's it called? So the song is called Smart Girls, and basically it's like that old school, like, my name is blank, and I'm here to say, like, for like three minutes almost. Hell yeah. And it's, like, it's interlaced with, like, random uh, Beach Boys snippets every now and then. It's it's really bad. Uh, we'll, we'll send you the link later. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you, gentlemen. But, yeah, uh, so uh, for this meltdown, we are... Uh, Tearing to shreds uh, the uh, 2009 cinematic dumpster pile that is the fourth kind. <laughs> you forgot to mention based oh. on a true story. Oh, oh. I was a based whole on pile a of so, dumpsters. So based on a true story. Part of that weird, like, late 2000s time frame where fake documentaries were just the rage. You know, there was that. They were coming There was back. that one about uh, the. What was there? Was one about, like, Loch Ness Monster. One about mermaids or some crap, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah, the Discovery oh, Channel Oh, my God, one. Yeah. yeah. This was, like, that time, like, someone 
needed to shake these people and be like, this was after the Blair Witch Project was the only time this was an acceptable form of storytelling and it stopped being acceptable. It's no longer a thing. Please stop making fake documentaries. But, um, but yeah, man, it was great. It's good. Just, oh, just what a movie. What a movie. <laughs> uh, I think that the air quotes deserve to be there with the, the word movie, right? It's true. Yeah. We're yeah. <laughs> yeah. striking out yeah, on it's, movies. Uh... It's true. <laughs> So I, I think first things first, uh, we need to go around the uh, metaphorical table here. When uh, was your first viewing of this movie? Well, we'll start with Brian, because I kind of know the answer to this anyway, because you've told me before. But uh, Brian, uh, when did you first watch this pile of garbage whenever it came available to like rent or own uh so a friend of mine like got really hyped about the idea she was very very into the idea of this based on a true story uh movie and then uh before going to her place we gathered a bunch of friends and i started googling around and i couldn't find anything because of course this is 2009 you can very easily find information on the internet and sure enough i couldn't find much i thought it was a little bit weird and then i watched the movie and then we all just kind of stared at each other for a while at the end of it not knowing what to make of it <laughs> that's that's brilliant that's that is brilliant um fuck <laughs> it, was, it was brutal and then i think we watched like um does anyone remember the tila tequila show shot of love does yep. anyone remember yeah, shot of, of love come hey, on I'm just checking in just checking in <laughs> I, I chris don't. Do was glued to his tv screen <laughs> bro that show tila tequila has turned into has had quite a meltdown of her own actually yeah, in, uh, in between the, yeah. the Gathering of the Juggalos incident and then, like, her turn to, her, to like, to Nazism, basically, like, just well, really so fun. She also, she also thinks now, or she did for a limited time, that um, she was actually an alien starseed, so it kind of fits right into this movie. <laughs> she thought she was like, Hell yeah. yeah, she was like, no, you guys, like, I'm actually really powerfully psychic. I just can't do it when anyone is near me or watching or measuring anything I do. <laughs> you know, like, I have a really specific superpower. Classic. I can only do things when it is of no consequence or no measurable ability to do it in any way. Which is chill, yeah. which is yeah. great. This is the same way I'm psychic. Yeah, totally the same way that... Uh, Chris, you've predicted so many things. It's uh, kind of miraculous that uh, a book hasn't been written about you yet. I'm still waiting. Oh, bro. There. Maybe I'll no, do when it myself. I, yeah, after, yeah. When I, you know, listen, we just all have to wait for my untimely death <laughs> um, before, you know, when I finally explode into a thing of flames or something heavy metal as shit. That's when, that is when we can finally write the story of my life. Okay. That's, that's, that's totally fair. So, uh, uh, Spencer, when was the first time you watched this pile of shit? In the theater, dog. You saw it in the theater? What? Oh, my God. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Holy shit. Good for you, man. Good for you. <laughs> Thanks. I, I don't regret a thing. <laughs> you sure about that? <laughs> yeah, my my hot take is that this movie's not that bad. Did you go alone? Come, come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did not go. I, I went with... Uh, my at the time girlfriend now wife so i think that probably sealed it honestly wow you so this this movie is responsible for your marriage yeah basically so is that oh holy shit mm -hmm. holy Look, shit it, now it starts at like a like a, a solid six or a seven and then it just slowly mm -hmm. descends to like a 1.5 by the end of the film but it has some decent moments but sorry that wasn't the question we'll get there <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're giving it a three on ten yet saying it's not that bad like what is your baseline for bad then well okay let's hold up it gets really really fucking bad the first half hour could be a real movie 
It could be. I think it is. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's uh, part of it. For me, at least, the, the thing that's the most jarring, I think, and it's kind of the first, it should be the first tip-off that something weird is going to happen, is that it switches from, like, the, the main woman, or the not really the main woman, but, like, it's supposed to be this, like, fake documentary. And the only way that they differentiated from, like, it being a documentary at first and it's, like, found footage versus it being, like, a real movie is they just hired way worse actors and actresses to be doing the parts for like the real, like real life thing. Mm. So this lady mm, right. whose face is like super pixelated and like, they obviously picked a lady who kind of looked like an alien. You know what I mean? Like low key. They were yeah. like, oh, oh, let's give her ass eyes and make her all pixelated and then make her look like a yeah. guy with a wig on. And yep, she's exactly. like, you know, you know, Oh, from my planet, I mean, I'm a normal human lady. <laughs> That's what I mean. <laughs> and, um, and then it's like, and then out of nowhere, it's like Mia Jovovich, and it's like, what the, what just happened? How did? How, what do you think? What do you think the casting call was for like that actress? You're gonna be in ten minutes of a movie, and then we're gonna act like you look like Mia Jovovich. I don't know. Let me let me <laughs> see your know. gauntest face, lady. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we just need have you we just need like eaten, a way uglier Mia Jovovich. Have you not eaten for ten days? Come to our casting call. <sighs> Like, like, how long was it before they actually, like, put her acting credits on IMDb? Cause Years. I, they did put a... Yeah, uh, her name is uh, Charlotte Milchard. Um, but, yeah, it was... I'm pretty sure it was, like, maybe two years after this fucking thing came out. But, uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, that, I, I think that takes it to Chris, then. When was your first viewing of I this? I can't believe this lady's been in other movies. <laughs> Like, not that she's not, I mean, she's not like, I, I'm assuming she's better in other, she must be like, that's the thing with these kind of movies though, is it's like, I wonder if they sold it to her as like, this would be your kind of, this might be like a breakout role for you. And then they don't even show her goddamn yeah. face. You know what I mean? It's like, right. that's crazy. Um, Okay. First time I saw this movie was probably, probably I want to say, so, okay. So, so, okay. Here's the thing. My wife is super freaked out by alien movies generally, and just like aliens, mm -hmm. which is really good for somebody who hosts a podcast based on the stuff that, you know, my podcast is based on. Um, so I think the first time we maybe saw this movie was not all that long ago. I want to say maybe like a couple of months ago to maybe half a year. We rented it. It was a it was one of the free to me movies, and it was around a uh, it was around Halloween at some point, and we rented it and. I remember it was like my wife thought it was really scary, but she thinks anything with anything's with aliens is scary. And I just kind of remember not like just not being able to take it seriously at all. And then when it's the thing is yelling Sumerian at the woman, like she's supposed to know what it means, you know, <laughs> and, like, and there's this just ridiculous like I, you know, it's really hard to take it seriously. And yet here's my wife with like a blanket up to her face. Like, oh, my God, this is so scary. And I'm like, are you kidding me? It's it was bad. So it was a couple. It was I seriously want to say like maybe um, maybe like two years ago I saw it for the first time and then we rewatched it actually um, a couple of months ago too for Halloween and it, it just every it's one of those weird movies where if, with every rewatch it looks worse and worse. Like there are some mm -hmm. movies like Goodfellas where even though it was shot like you know uh, it was shot during a time where like cars looked old and you know it just it was set in a way and set up. Or, Goodfellas is the wrong example, maybe. Maybe Jurassic Park is better, right? Jurassic Park 
doesn't look great nowadays when you go back and watch it, but you still, like, it's still just a good movie, so you can get over the CGI. This movie, oh boy, you just feel it. So I think... I think this movie suffers from something I like to call TMT, which is too many toys. So, like, with the found footage jar, a lot of the time you see a lot of this kind of stuff where it's, like, not just one thing that they use, but it's, like, it's the cassette tapes. It's the security camera footage. It's, like, all of these weird reenactments. Like, there's just too much. Like, pick a medium that you want to exploit and then, you know, use your reenactments or whatever. But then, like, pivot to that. Don't just choose all these different things. It's, like, when you're a kid and you get an access to, like, iMovie or, like, Windows Movie Maker and you're, like, I'm going to put fucking Star Wipes everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, star wipes are fucking dope. They're still dope. How dare you? <laughs> I apologize, Rob. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. It's it's all good. So, um, uh, I I want to start out with, with by taking the pot shots. I want to I want to really hammer home the shit that this film does bad. And I think we need to start with the fucking disclaimer at the goddamn beginning of this movie where fucking Mila Jovovich just comes on the screen and is like, oh, this is all based on a true story. All this shit could is only have been That scene could only have been more jarring if she was, like, floating in a pool of liquid. Like, I didn't understand why she was doing <laughs> what she was doing with her hands and, like, with her body. Like, it was really it just it was weird. Like also they were turning yeah, constantly. It's super strange. It's like what why was this decided on? It's just a I don't know, man. Very very odd choice of camera direction. Like they just like you said I think they just got they must have just gotten like the whirly jig or whatever for doing that with a camera. They were like, "Let's throw a circle <laughs> shot in there. Who gives a crap?" Ah, we're going to we're going to make 30 million at the box office or whatever the hell we made. Who cares? Just put it on there. 30 million that they had to deduct uh i think it was like twenty seven thousand five hundred dollars to the town of town of nome alaska yeah are we gonna talk about that uh i you kind of got to talk about that because we can talk about it now or later it it doesn't really matter but it's got to be brought up anyway (laughs) because they basically they basically took like uh news stories from Nome, Alaska, put them on fake websites to promote their goddamn movie, and Nome, Alaska didn't like that very much, so they sent them a cease and desist, and uh, the fucking studio sent them like $25,000 plus $2,500, I think, for a scholarship or some shit. Plus like 100 free DVDs in the movie. Oh thank God! Uh, why? Thank why? God. Why? <laughs> really, so so we could have a mass burning in the town. I really, Absolutely. I really like the quote from the Alaska. One of the one of the mayors of this town in Alaska, uh, Denise Michaels. She called it quote quote Hollywood hooey end quote, which I like. I want to get Hollywood um, hooey tattooed on my chest. I think. Uh, I I like NPR's uh, quote. They called it the cinematic equivalent. Of a chain email hoax. That's that's pretty good because I haven't I haven't seen a good chain email hoax in a long time. But at, at the center of this, like, there's a very real missing person issue in Nome, Alaska, and like, it, they definitely exploited that, which is very very weird to me. So if I were a resident of Nome, I probably would be pretty angry if it like was explained to me like, oh no, it's it's aliens from a movie, guys. Don't worry about it. Did David Politis direct this movie? <laughs> he should have. He should have. No, the guy that directed this movie does uh, episodes of Star Trek now. Oh, sick. Of he does. That's a hell of a career. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He uh, he's mostly did film and, and television. 
Um, but uh, uh, actually, I think it's mostly television. But like, uh, he did. I think this was like his third film, and uh, I mean, he's in it for a good portion of it anyway. He's the one. He's the interviewer at the table. So, oh no, really? yeah, yeah. Yeah, that dude, he's that guy that's interviewing the real uh, Abby Tyler. The guy who's yeah. the worst actor by a fucking mile in this film full of terrible actors? <laughs> he's, he's definitely up there. He, he, he's definitely up there. Um, God. <laughs> all right, so, uh, I, you know, let, let's take our time ripping this thing apart. What What are some of the things that uh, you you just you just absolutely hated about this film? Spencer, what did you fucking hate about this film? Okay. So I'm gonna, I'm not gonna answer that question yet. I need to establish <laughs> okay. a couple things first. Okay, do it. Is this occurring in the same universe as the Fifth Element? Ooh, that's a good question. It's <laughs> a good question. What is this like a prequel? <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess that's essentially my question. Or like you know, <laughs> they're they're weird guys talking in fucking Anunnaki language. Mila yeah. Jovovich is there. Things are levitating. True. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, I I don't want to, you know, bring the fifth element down any, so I'm going to exclude it from that universe. Fair. Um, mm. In that case, I think the uh, maybe the worst part of this movie is how much of the, like, entire story doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> So, her husband shot himself, right? Is that the Mm -hmm. spoiler? So, for this entire movie, the whole community knew that and knew that this woman was out of her fucking mind and let her go about, like, continuing to hypnotize people? Yeah. Is that the premise? Yeah. Like, that's ultimately... The only way that I could actually watch this movie is if I came away believing that this woman was absolutely fucking crazy to the point where she just... She ruined people's lives. Yeah. I mean, that's the moral of the story, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Don't let weirdos hypnotize you. Don't. I think she's Um, a horrible psychologist, and here's why. Okay, so in the first scene, I don't know if you guys noticed this, when she has a patient in her office... She doesn't close her fucking door. No. So that's like, no. why she's a horrible by. psychologist. Anyone could you just walk by and be like, "Oh, this guy's definitely having a meltdown. Let's listen in." Like, because it, it seemed like a bigger <laughs> office setting, like than just like a private practice. So I feel like you know, like an office assistant, another medical professional could just stop by and just hung out, like sat by the door, listen to this man slowly lose his fucking life. So the second guy that she hypnotizes after the first dude murders his whole family. Mm. He comes out of hypnosis and says, I understand why he did it. As in, <laughs> why that other dude murdered his whole fucking family. And then she just says, okay, bye. See you next week. <laughs> After this dude says, now I understand why he murdered four people. It's it's a very, it's like kind of a, it's kind of a weird, almost a weird, um, I don't know, advertisement for like, responsible reporting of people that are dangerous to themselves or others in a weird way. Cause yeah, the guy is like, Oh, I, I know why that one guy killed his family and then himself. And it was totally cool. And then she's like, chill, man. Yeah, me too. See you next week. 
You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gotta go home oh, to my boy. family. Here's some, uh, yeah, have have a good one. Your family's, oh, don't you do it. Don't you do it. <laughs> you know, like, it, it's craziness to think that they, um, it's crazy. I mean, that part of it doesn't make any damn sense. The other part of it that's just crazy to me, or just doesn't, does not make any sense at all, is the fact that she, she hears this. So the, the one thing that's supposed to clue her in that all of this maybe is real. Right, so there's a couple of like threads that kind of like you kind of leave in there to make you think like, oh, this is kind of interesting. The first one is that the guy keeps saying, well, "What does Zimabu Eater mean?" And she's like, "You know what, guy who just told me some crazy shit on my couch? I don't know, but I totally believe it's a real language thing, and I'm gonna go ask a a professor about it. That makes total sense." And then they they have recordings of her talking, you know, saying shit about being abducted by aliens or whatever. And her first thing isn't to be like. Oh my god, do I have like a a brain tumor? Like what is happening that I am now thinking that I have also been abducted by aliens after talking to these other people who say they've been abducted by It's just it's just nothing in the logical chain of things makes any damn sense. Like at least at least pretend to me that this is happening in a real world as opposed to this lady just in the beginning being like aliens are real and then things start happening yeah. and she's like, "Aha, I knew the aliens are real the whole time because I've been written that way." <laughs> I knew it, and I think <laughs> I think what uh, I think what makes it worse is the fact that you got Casey Jones from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles sitting in on these goddamn sessions. He's supposed to be another psychologist, and he does nothing. Yeah, yeah. What but the hell, no, dude? He's he gave the that guy a tissue man. after he barfed. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's about all he did. <laughs> well, he's helping. <laughs> so. Chris, speaking of the specialist, like, so she calls him up. She's like, yo, you got to hear something. And he just, he hops a flight to Alaska just on a whim. Well, also, like, uh, yeah, well, also he like, he's just like, oh, that's Sumerian. I just know Sumerian off the top of my head. Like, what are you you talking about? Yeah, it's craziness. And just like this movie, the fact that Giorgio Tsoukalos did not get a, uh, at least a shout out from this movie or like a small, you know, a small part, you know, they're in a grocery store or something and a moron with giant hair walks by in the background. The fact that he did not get a shout out in this is a tremendous, I think, uh, snub to the Ancient Aliens TV show. Because a movie like this just couldn't well, exist I, without that show. Well, I don't, uh, yeah, I mean, that's true, but. Uh, this was pre-Ancient Aliens. Ancient Ali- yeah, did it even go into production yet? Because, like, I don't even know if the, uh, uh. Von Donikin special was out yet at what? this point. Ancient Aliens was 2010. Yeah, what? yeah, like uh, it all it all started from the uh, Von Donikin like two hour fucking special, and then they did like five episodes after that that were each two hours long, and then it became the fucking reoccurring. You mean series. to tell me that this show may be the reason we have Ancient Aliens on TV? It's possible. Are you, it's are possible. you kidding me? I, I wish I was. That is that is bonkers. That does not make any game Don't sense. Don't you wish you would have seen it in the theater now? Oh, my God. I really do wish I'd seen it in the theater. I would have been so much more prepared for my life as it moved forward. But, I mean, like, I, I think Spencer's marriage is about the only positive thing to come from this fucking movie. It's true. Movie. Congratulations. You know, you know, it's it's like being through a uh, it's like being through a disaster together, I feel like. <laughs> Once you've made it through this together, your bond is stronger than ever. It w- there was some serious trauma bonding going go. on I on the way home from that movie. That. I understand that. So, real quick, I mean, why is that yeah. little girl blind? I, I don't know. I, I trauma? Don't, 
is it like hysterical blindness? <laughs> like uh, is that a thing? Well, uh, it was cleaning, in World right? War Two. Yeah, it was uh, during wartime. Like here, here's the interesting thing. So, uh, Doctor Benjamin Simon, the guy that uh, hypnotized Betty and Barney Hill, his whole deal was before this. Uh, he set up a hospital on uh, Long Island to treat soldiers coming back from uh, the front uh, with, uh, you know, what they called back then shell shock, PTSD. And some of them were, like, hysterically blind. And through hypnosis, he was actually able to cure, like, I think all of them. Well, why didn't she hypnotize her little blind kid then? I, I, it's, I don't know, man, it's a kid, it's reckless. So is she blind because, like, her dad died, or is she blind because my dad shot himself, my mom's a fucking idiot? (laughs) <laughs> that's well, that's the real question at the heart of the exclusive film. are they no i'm just thinking like maybe she knows that her mom's an idiot also that kid's a fucking moron because she she hears a tape recording of her dad talking about some alien shit and she walks in the room saying daddy like <laughs> you're blind and not stupid you don't know what a tape recorder is oh my god Roast mode. Your hearing's supposed to be better than the rest of us. Roast mode on the blind orphan. Never thought I'd be part of that. <laughs> on the podcast. Good God. But, uh, She's not real. I can't it's wait fine. for the. I can't wait for the negative reviews well, to come in. They roasted a blind what's girl. Cra- what's crazy about again, like what's crazy about a lot of it or about a movie like this is it just flies in the face so much of. Um, it's like the pro. I think it's honestly like the problem with a lot of shows like this generally, where like. They go for the most they go for the most lazy, tired tropes to explain these like crazy things when you could make it so much more interesting and like legitimately cool by doing it the way if they just had a movie where instead of her listening to her husband be like, you know, the aliens, aliens, if they just played like Benny and Barney Hill's tapes of hypnosis, that's scary stuff. That's like legitimately spooky stuff, you know? And then at least they could say, like, with some level of, of legitimacy, like, this is a real treatment tape from these people. Um, but instead, they're like, you know, we're just gonna, we're gonna make this as, we're just gonna make this as nutso as we can. And just make it crazy. There's there's blindness for some reason. There's a giant ship that flies above the town. And then people are just like, I didn't see that. <laughs> Not me. There's, um, you know, the alien yelling Sumerian out of his mouth as if that would make any sense either. <laughs> Um, like, why would their language? Why would they? Uh, it doesn't make any sense. Death metal Sumerians are the guy, though. Yeah, they're the OG aliens, man. They, they're the ones that gifted us right. language. That's, apparently, that's honestly probably my favorite thing ever. Is in a movie like this where, like, just the the level of of irony and kind of self deception. I think of a movie like this getting to production, getting to the point of filming. And then having the scene where the thing screams, I am God, come through and have no one in the room just be like, I just, I'm like, I'm cringing so hard that my butthole just ate my ass. You know what I mean? Like cringing (laughs) so hard. Like I can't watch people dance on YouTube without feeling embarrassment myself and just be like, oh God, what if I was dancing on YouTube? This movie coming to the theater like this with a line like that, it's ins- it's just ridiculous. 
So this <laughs> script, I don't know if you guys know this, was part of the Blacklist, right? Which is uh, um, one of like Leo DiCaprio's assistants kind of like projects. So every year it's like the greatest unproduced scripts. And this somehow made it onto there, which is very confusing Why? to me. Why? How? <laughs> uh, I, this is delirium. I can't even. Like who read this and was like, yo, this could be a fucking movie, guys. I'm assuming like it could it couldn't have cost that much to make this fucking thing. No, like Mila's, you know, uh, price tag is probably like the biggest thing, right? Right. Yeah, cuz sure as shit isn't the uh the special effects. You, you mean the one shot of the drill in back of Mila Jovovich during a flashback and then the alien floating over? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. So what happened to uh, her daughter? Like <laughs> aliens. Should we aliens? Should we should we aliens now? Uh, maybe she killed her daughter, guys. That's the theory I want to propose during this movie. If you watch it, maybe she she murdered her kid. You know, out of grief. But then and trauma. they just let her go. They were like, "Oh, you're, you're yes." They were just like your <laughs> well, she's obviously your daughter's crazy. saying, "Oh, I can't explain that." Have a good time. Oh, your husband, <laughs> your husband died under what? mysterious circumstances, and now a second person has gone missing around you. Uh, it wasn't well, mysterious though. Apparently, everyone else knew that he shot himself well, except her. Sure. Well, yeah. Except it's, okay. Yeah. But still, it's just one of those. It's like what, what? You just let her go. There's no fallout. There's no. At least if they yeah. filmed her in prison afterwards, you'd be like, man, that that at least had some kind of payoff there. But no, right. that would be an right. Ending. Sheriff Sheriff August is the worst fucking sheriff I have ever seen. Put her behind bars, man. What the fuck are you doing? Not a great, not a great lawyer. So actually, I just lo- we're really taking the cops side halfway through this podcast. I just looked this up to see so. Um, these are great. This is a list from IMTV called Great Movies that came out in 2009. Now, this is just some guys uh, yeah. list. And, and actually, I think this <laughs> list is almost even funnier than the, the fact of this movie. This is this guy's list. Ready? If, okay. At, okay. Well, uh, wait, wait. Is, is, if, if Paranormal Activity is not on this, it needs to oh. be on this because these films came out roughly okay, the same just, time. Just get ready. You ready? Okay. Avatar okay. is the first yep. one. Fine. Oh, yeah, not great, not my favorite either, but whatever, right? Next is Funny People. Yeah. That I'm but okay, Harry Potter, whatever, Transformers, whatever. Ice Age, Dawn of the Dinosaurs, okay? Sherlock Holmes, mm-hmm. up. Then, though, on this guy's list, 2012, uh, Paul, Blart, <laughs> Paul Blart Mall Cop. Slaps. Okay? Um, <laughs> some other movies that I'd have never even heard of before, but some of these, like some of the, this is crazy. I can't believe you chose this over some of the movies on this list, man. Watchmen came out that year. The ra- race to which mountain came up in 2009. The remake, another UFO movie. They were, they were coming back, oh, man. man. They were coming God, back. This was a, what a year for movies. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, is there is there anything else we want to specifically trash on at this point? Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, no, just keep going. Just keep going. Okay. When she's first figuring out the owls thing, because a bunch of her yeah. patients are seeing owls, right? One yeah. of the guys says that this owl is staring at him through his window for hours each night. Right. right. Hours. Right. And her next follow-up question is, have you seen it before? <laughs> as if maybe he recognizes individual owls <laughs> this is Phil. This is Phil as, as if 
as if it's yeah, it's Billy Al, it's his neighbor, uh, and you know he's just like, you know he gets he's a peeping Tom. He just gets off and peeping in windows. At yeah, night. yeah, very long. And no follow up, no follow up <laughs> question about the fact that he's staring at an owl, having a staring contest with an owl for hours each night. That's fine. R- Do you know him? Well, you know what? You know what's his this name? movie? So this movie kind of like I remember when the when the trailer first came out. So I was already like I was already. Um, 19 when this movie, I guess, first came out. But when I was a kid, I got really freaked out by reading alien books and hearing them talk about, like, owls looking at you through the windows or whatever. Because um, yeah. my dad used to claim that he saw an owl in the window at nighttime. And then he went mm. to a doctor, and the doctor found out that at nighttime, um, because evidently my family's DNA is such that we're all uh, built like pugs, with noses that don't really work, mm. he wasn't getting enough oxygen yeah. to his brain at nighttime, <laughs> and so they needed to like, you know, he had he had um, sleep apnea or whatever, and that's why he was having nightmares about owls, not because of aliens, but because his brain was dying at nighttime, and that's a moral for for people listening. Um, don't let your brain die. Don't let your brain die while you yeah. sleep. I I will say I will say this movie is kind of a mishmash between uh, the, the ancient alien shit and uh, I assume the screenwriter just like read uh, Communion and that was it because he at one point I think one of the people that uh, Abby Tyler is interviewing says that oh they smell like. Like organic waste and cinnamon. I'm like, yeah, you just lifted that right from fucking communion, you bitches. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, could, I mean, communion's already got a bad rap. It doesn't need any more one, and this film gave it one. Fuck <laughs> this bullshit. Fuck. I do. I do okay. wonder with movies yeah. like this. So I often wonder this because you know, I personally don't think that. Uh, I personally don't think that most UFO cases are real. I mean, like, there's a couple of cases that I'm like, that's kind of spooky. But most of them, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I wonder, though, with movies like this, if, like, um, you know, like Whitley Strieber or, uh, you know, any of the other kind of famous abductees, if they, what they thought of these movies. Like, I would love to hear what they thought about this movie. Like, Whitley Strieber is just at home. Like, I, that's nothing like what it really was like. Okay. <laughs> All right. Have you seen, have you seen the film adaptation of Communion? I yes yeah yes uh, you should know how Whitley Strieber feels about this fucking <laughs> film because that film is god awful on a level that is is you know pretty on par with this fucking movie it's it's yeah, right but that's there. just par for the course with alien adaptations right generally like, like... yeah but he wrote the goddamn screenplay <laughs> fucking Whitley Strieber fucking wrote the screenplay for Communion and that was the best he, he had could better do? inflatable goddamn Listen, aliens he had bigger things in his mind like hiding from the aliens Rob you don't understand Okay, cl- clearly Chris has gone down a dark I path. I am truly <laughs> down a dark path. This movie made me very upset today. I cannot believe it. <laughs> okay, so um, uh, I I wrote this question down. I don't really want to ask it, but I, I, I feel like I need to ask it. Is there anything that this film did good at all? Yes. Okay, go for it. Um, so the end credit sequence, which I think is stealing Peter Davenport's National UFO Reporting Center kind yeah. of shtick, uh, was That's the only good part about that, and I kind of enjoyed some of those calls. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he just fucking, he just like went to the website. He's like, yep, I'm going to lift that right off there. Because, I mean, you could do that. Because even the guy, easily. even the guy who kind of is answering sounds exactly like Peter Davenport to me. Yeah, I mean, I haven't like really heard Peter Davenport. I, like, I, I can't pick out his voice in a lineup if, uh, if I was supposed to at any point. But, uh, yeah, um, I did enjoy that portion. That's, that's about it for me yeah i learned that you can't drive to nome alaska <laughs> no you gotta fly in man you've got a you got that dc3 plane you get your ass in there you're flying I... no you seriously can't though you can't no it's not connected by road to the rest of alaska which seems which just well, seems, shit. i mean it just seems crazy you know, like I can't, I mean, I guess it makes sense, but it's one of those things where it's like, again, that in itself is scary enough without having to then be like, oh, yo, there's also, uh, there's also aliens visiting this part of the country. Like, make your stupid alien movie someplace else. Talk about these people who are actually going missing in Gnome. That's like terrifying on its own. You could make like a really cool, um, I don't know, like almost like, I mean, I'm sure you guys all saw The Witch, right? Like something yeah. like that, where yeah. it's like the forest is swallowing up people, and how is it happening? And the town is getting paranoid, and that'd be fucking awesome. But instead, we got this alien, sh- you know, shtick, and it just it doesn't doesn't work. I don't know. I in in reality, I thought actually the one thing this movie did really well is actually the trailer itself, because I remember mm-hmm. seeing the trailer back in like two thousand nine or whenever the hell, and thinking like this looks scary and cool. You know, um, and then never kind of followed through on it, never went and go, went and saw it or whatever. But I remember thinking the trailer was good. And even in preparation for this, I rewatched the trailer and I was like, that's a damn cool trailer. You know, um, the problem is that the trailer is like the high points of the movie. You know, there's all those little yeah. bits in between where it's like in isolation, those scenes are scary, but it it just never has like payoff. Yeah. What happened to the son, right? The son who had to go play hockey. He's estranged from his. Uh, he's estranged from his mom. Because yeah, the only way the good. movie could have done anything is if they had a shot of him waiting with his hockey bag while all this shit's going down somewhere else. <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> I would have fucking loved that. Give him up. Be like, oh. not again. <laughs> <laughs> he's waiting at Pizza Hut or something. Uh... <laughs> I mean, I, that is a legit. Like, I could have used those moments of levity a, in that film. Like, I needed those comedy breaks. A legit good point, though. They just kind of mention that there's another kid, and they're like, "There's another kid who's not, uh, not, I guess, is upset about his dad being dead, so we're just gonna ignore him because he doesn't have some kind of psychosocial, you know, disorder or whatever happening on this one." Um, no, they, they gave him one line early on. He was like, "Dad never forgot." Oh right! Oh right! Yeah. That kid was a little bitch. And then, yeah. <laughs> And then in her mind, in her mind, Mia Jovovich is like, yeah, dad never forgot, fucking stupid goddamn kid. Gonna make the aliens come get you next. That kid sucked. Yeah. Um, yeah, that kid became like that, uh, that daughter on, uh, Family Matters. She just Just disappeared on the the staircase. Fell fell into the couch cushions. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) The the cop took him after, uh, the, the, the other kid got abducted. Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying Uh, there's a sequel. Uh, like potential here. <laughs> nope. Yeah, where no. he's been kidnapped by that cop dude. 
<laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine the sequel though? It's just it's from the kid's point of view, the son's point of view of this movie, and it's just Mia Jovovich just like catatonically staring out the window, being like, "Owls, I see, I see owls. The owls are coming." And he's like, "Mom, mom, are you gonna cook dinner or uh, are we gonna no?" All right, I guess I'm taking care of my fucking self tonight. <laughs> You're not gonna pay attention to us, goddamn kids. I I I find it weird, like weirder than usual that the uh, that the expert, you know, they were all allegedly abducted in that you know one final scene there. How come it didn't paralyze them all? Yes, like why? What we're just getting selective with it? <laughs> no, no, no. The the the. The dude got paralyzed when it uh when it was talking through him. Not when he no, got no, abducted. No, no, I mean like No, 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 I mean like the psychologist. Cuz they were all abducted at the same time. Oh yeah, they let the intern do the first probing. <laughs> Must be. <laughs> you never let the intern do the first one. It, it's mistakes will be made. Uh yeah, I don't know, man. There's all kinds of un, there's all kinds of unanswered questions. That sun is just free there's... floating out there. I guess they let her go because they're like, well, you're paralyzed, so that's can't put a paralyzed person in jail for murdering her daughter, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Um, daughter's gone. Not even worrying about it. And, uh, yeah, the other people that were involved are just kind of like just kind of pieced out, I guess. I don't I don't know, man. There's just – it's not a good way to end a movie. No. 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 One of the big problems for me, too, uh, with the movie in general is, uh, like, with a lot of these, like, found footage movies, like, you need to explain the reason why they're recording. And, like, the last – um, uh, session, I guess, like when the UFO comes, like there's no reason why you should have dragged a video camera up into that room, right? Right. And so, to me, I'm just like, I'm very annoyed when I break like movie continuity. Like, for example, like a, I was going to suggest this at the end of the episode, but I'll do it now. One of my favorite, favorite, favorite segments of all time is, um, there is an anthology called VHS Two, and the last one, um, in uh, the order, the fourth uh, segment is called Slumber Party Alien Abduction, and it's just kids with cell phones, and they get abducted, and it's 20 minutes, and it's fucking amazing compared to this because it just it hits all the beats of like getting abducted versus like who has time to like lug a camera around? Who's you know recording cassettes all the time? Like you're passing your cassette to your assistant to transcribe like what kind of like laws are you breaking around patient confidentiality oh that's a good point too yeah and also yeah. every time they do a reenactment it's of something that they have actual footage of <laughs> yes <laughs> right like within the right within like it's supposed to lend it lend it a little more you know fucking validity hey we got this real footage let's put it next to this fake footage and we'll almost it's, line up the audio and we'll pan it out real yeah. wide so it's as distracting as possible yeah. yeah, TMT. Oh, oh and like, like those montage sequence at one point when uh, she's doing one of those uh, hypnosis sessions. That was getting a little annoying. I'm yes. like, can we just focus for one second on what we're doing here? I don't need a montage of who's talking, who's listening. What? Actually, no. wait, the audio editor that. needs to fucking chill on this movie. That's a super good question. Though, actually, when was the movie supposed to be set? Because it wasn't like. Was it in early two thousands? Early two th- early two oh, thousands. It's a good yeah. thing there wasn't an that, easier way to record audio in the early two thousands with a giant. Then it could set. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good thing that that technology didn't exist. To me, like I think you guys are right because one of the most effective things would have been if they had shown the the quote unquote security camera footage of the first shooting and just left it there, no like no music, right, and just let it play out without her like like having to deal with the sheriff, blah blah blah, all this stuff. Like I felt like it would have been better had it been like like the the radio call and then the shooting and nothing else. I felt that would have been more stark. If this, I think if I think if this yeah. story, if this story for a movie 
was done in a way, yeah, like what we're saying, like almost making it seem more gritty and kind of like actually found footage style. Like, have you guys have you guys seen the original record versus like the American version of record? Okay, so no. the, yes, the, the Spanish. Yeah, version? so the Spanish version is super yes. super good, um, and the American version is just like kind of okay. And I think they did the same problem there, where it's like no one. It's really hard to believe that this, like, immediately starting off by being like, this is found footage and we're reenacting it, that immediately takes you out of the, it's like breaking the fourth wall, you know what I mean, the entire movie. And it's like, that only works sometimes, like, it, it immediately takes you out of the feeling of, like, this is something interesting that I should be watching. If they had done that whole movie with the original actress as the reporter, um, and then afterwards had panned out and she had been paralyzed... I feel like that would have been a lot more significant of a feeling to people or like it would have been a bigger hit emotionally because the whole time you're completely separated from this person. We're just watching like a representation of her getting abducted by aliens and then it goes back to her and you're like, who the hell are you? Oh, right. You're Mia Jovovich. I forgot. It's just it's a stupid narrative choice. It is. Uh, you know what? I've got this dream film in my head. It's it would I would call it the alien cut, and it's like this film, but like there's aliens breaking the fourth wall the whole time, like Deadpool and shit. It would be fucking amazing. I would totally be. Good. Oh, and they're smoking cigarettes. Yes, smoking cigarettes all the time. Yeah, exactly. Fuck yes. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think Chris is really right. Like, uh, I tried, to, I, I struggled to find character motivation. In all this, like, because they seem like archetypes of characters or like stereotypes of characters, not necessarily like interesting fleshed out people. They're just they're there to represent a certain like faction of the story. Right. Yeah, they don't have any kind of depth to them. You've got uh, abductee one, abductee two. What what happened to the woman abductee? Like, we we got one. Like interview with her and then pff, gone. Like you could, you only had like time to focus on two here. And I mean, you ruined both their lives, so fuck them. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but like, yeah, like there is no character in this fucking film that you get any kind of depth on. It's it's not good. It's fucked. I got nothing. I got nothing anchoring me to the film. I'm rooting for the aliens the whole fucking time. Yeah, I wanted them all to die. Let's be honest here. <laughs> Shit. I think Death Metal like, Sumerian guy is the only likable character in the whole film. He really is. But like, even then, it's I, like he boarded a plane based on like a phone call and like her hitting play on like a, a tape recorder being like, oh shit, I gotta go do a thing now. Right. No, no, no. I meant the Sumerian guy who screams I am God in his Death Metal. Oh, oh yeah. you mean yeah, the yeah. alien dude. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, Fair yeah. enough. Him I respect, yes. <laughs> Well, you better have so, you like, heard he is God. That was like the whole thing. It's like one yeah. line in the whole movie. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, he's like one of those guys who, like one of those fake like hackers on the internet that, that'll turn around and say I'm anonymous or something like that, you know? Yeah, it's, it's what this alien is. Like, do, do you think he's like the manager? Like, he's, like, if you want to talk to the manager, he's the guy. And like... He's he's definitely got an anger management issue. The only listen, the only time that it is scary, and also the only time that it is appropriate to scream "I am God" at another person, um, the only time it's scary by far is at uh, three a.m. in a deli or grocery store, um, where you are 
just shambling around, and someone bumps into you, and then you scream at them, I am God. It's the only time it's scary, in my opinion. Otherwise, you just I mean, look maybe, stupid. Do we know that that's not what was happening with this guy? Maybe he was just lost. We know it was happening at three a.m. Certainly know they weren't in a grocery store. Um, I do we know that that wasn't his grocery store? We don't know where he's yeah, coming from. Like or maybe <laughs> you know, alien bedrooms, alien grocery stores. We're connecting the fucking tissues here. I feel the only other instance in which you can scream "I am God" is if you are cosplaying Kanye West too, right? Oh yeah. Oh fuck. I mean, you know, until until you got you know videos leaking, yeah, yeah. I, I guess you, I guess you can call yourself that, and lose like any like creative respect that you had from people. Sure, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Fuck Kanye West. I'm just gonna say it. Sorry. I'll live. Yeah, I'll get over it. <laughs> All right. So like. If we can, because like Brian, you you brought up the VHS to like you, you you brought that up before. I think on the meltdown we did where we ripped apart signs. Fuck. But, um, yeah, it's been it's been so long. Uh, but like, what what are some alien fucking feature movies that like you guys dig? Like Brian and I have had discussions about this, but like you know, let's let's bring it to the table here. What alien fucking movies you guys enjoy? Uh, I will throw one out there. I will suggest the early 80s exploitation film Extro, where... Uh, oh, here we go. Yeah. You can Extro? find it on YouTube illegally if you guys want to watch it. Yeah, it is incredible. Uh, basically, like, this, like, uh, dad disappears from the English countryside and comes back years later, but turns out he's an alien. Yep. Sick. Yeah, it's spelled... Isn't it spelled X, uh, X-T-R-O? X-T-R-O? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yep. Have there been any good, like, Hollywood alien movies? Uh, I honestly think that the one of the best uh, ones out there is the one that they did on the Betty and Barney Hill incident, the UFO incident, because it didn't focus on the alien shit. It was focusing on their marriage most of the time. So, like, you know, you can find that on YouTube, but, like, it, I, I enjoyed it, you know. What about really the documentary guys? Starship Troopers? Oh, fucking A, man. Star Trek Troopers. Men in Black rules. The first Men in Black. Yeah, Men in Black. Yep. I like the third. I I, I just thought, I I don't know, it hit me in the feels. Fair. Yeah, I think that Hollywood has has yet to produce like a truly great like UFO film that makes sense. Like, there's alien invasion films, like that's a whole genre, right? But in terms of like UFO itself and abductions and things like that, I feel like they're very few and far between. E.T. kind right, of bangs. Like, right, like, uh, oh, fuck, I always forget. What the hell was that found footage one from the late 80s, early 90s? Oh, the, um, the, shit, we covered it. Uh, the incident yeah. at whatever. Uh, incident at uh, Lake whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Falcon Lake? No, not Falcon Lake. I'm no, losing my mind here. Um, fuck, no, we got we got to get this right because uh, it's, it's really fucking good. Because uh, there's the original one that they had shot... Uh, incident in Lake County. That's it. Yeah, Incident in Lake County. Because they had um, shot. So Dean Arriado origi- had shot an original one, and then UPN had made this right. So the original one was called the McPherson tape. It's all coming back to me now. And then Alien mm-hmm. Reduction, Incident in Lake County was the UPN one. Yeah, that featured uh, 
real UFO researchers lending credence to a fake alien abduction. Yeah. Those, uh... <laughs> My favorite, though, and is one that of I... them. They got Stan yeah, Freeman, of... and he went on Coast to yeah. Coast AM the night after and, like, flipped the fuck out. He's like, they lied to me! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Tell him, Stan. Oh, fuck it, eh? Yeah, that, that, that is one of the, the, the best ones. Uh, I still like District 9 for its District alien 9 was, shit. District 9 was really fun. Yeah. yeah it's, it was, District, it was District 9 great. is super good. That is probably one of the best ones, yep. yeah. Um, How have we not discussed yeah. the iconic Cowboys and Aliens, guys? Come on. <laughs> uh, fuck. Even that comic book sucked ass. It was not good. It was not good. No. Not good all around. Bro, it's called Cowboys and Aliens. What What did you expect? <laughs> Something way better. <laughs> Why? You know, the premise The premise is kind of like those people that come up to you and tell you, you know, Alexander the Great, he had an encounter with UFOs that helped him win a war. I'm like, no, stop. Stop. It did not happen. I've had this discussion with other people that are like, oh, yeah, it really happened. I was like... I've done the research on this bitch. Don't go to town with me. I will fucking put you down. <laughs> we'll come for you. <laughs> Jesus. I, I'm fierce about that shit. <laughs> Apparently. Uh, semi-seriously, though, has anyone seen 10 Cloverfield Lane? No. Yeah. No. yeah. I, I, it kind of did the story Lane. okay towards the end. Like, uh, I guess yeah. this is a spoiler, but like, um, when, what's her face, when Mary Elizabeth Winstead finally leaves the hatch and it turns out it's like an alien invasion, I felt like that was kind of okay. It's only yeah. an alien movie for the last minute and a half, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally true. Um, well, can I, I, I again, like, enjoy- can, we, can we suggest maybe, like, uh, good found footage films instead? Yeah. Good, yeah. Let's sure. do First it. record. The, uh, the Spanish record is really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the sequels is not so much. I don't know if you've seen them, Chris, like, two, three, and then, like, the American had a two, I think, but, like, they're way better than they should be. Oh, really? Interesting. Okay. I don't know. I haven't, yeah. I haven't seen, I haven't seen the, um, the, the further ones. Okay. It's definitely worth your time versus seeing this again for like what, like the third or fourth cannot, time in a year? I cannot and a half? believe that it has been like three times in my life. <laughs> cannot believe it. <laughs> cannot believe it. <laughs> I'm with you, man. It was three You know, other movies exist, right? Like, let's just you start know what the with chan- that. You know what? I, for me, I think the greatest, um, for me, I think the greatest, uh, I don't know, tragedy of this movie is that. You see, like, I feel like you just don't see a lot of Mia Jovovich that often anymore, you know? And um, so for her to show up in this and to be excited because, like, I like her in some other things, this is just this is bad, man. And she's, like, probably the best part of this movie, but this is not saying a lot there. It's not great. Found footage films, though. No. So Record was really good. I'm trying to think. I saw another one. I mean, I feel like the Blair Witch Project, the the original of this genre, almost did it pretty damn well, um, and was Absolutely. and was pretty legitimately like spooky for the time. And even now, rewatching it, it's a pretty good horror movie uh, generally. If you just haven't seen it yet, I agree. I'd like to suggest two. One of them is uh, 2006 or 2007. It's called Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. And basically, it follows a serial killer around in the universe where uh, Jason and Freddy and Michael Myers all exist. And it's actually quite, like, it, it subverts a lot of, like, the, the slasher tropes really well, and it does it really well. So I really enjoyed that one. The second one I want to suggest is The Last Exorcism, which actually is, like, a good found footage film that, like, has a story and explains why there's a camera crew and things like that. And sort of, like, has an insular universe that makes sense. 
I think I've seen that. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, I've seen those. that. That's pretty is good. That... that is actually pretty good too. Is is that the the priest that goes down south to do an exorcism? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, and it turns out it. great. That's been one. <laughs> yeah. No. Happy ending. No, it Happy doesn't. ending. All these movies. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Fucking a. I'd also yeah. I'd also suggest VHS two like in its entirety, right? Because it has a um, a short by Gareth Evans, like uh, uh, post the raid, but pre like Star Wars getting messed with, all about how like the end of the world shows up and a cult's there, um, which is another segment which is amazing. Um, there's a zombie bike riding one that's also good. So I'd suggest if anyone wants to check out like a good found footage anthology VHS two. Um, one's good, three's crap, but two is pretty much like the gold standard of these things. Interesting. Fucking a. Fucking a. Um, alright, so, if there was any UFO incident that you'd want to see adapted into a film, UFO, abduction, whatever, what would you, what would you pick to adapt? Does it have to be serious? <laughs> no, it could be comedy, could be anything. Alright, I want to suggest a romantic comedy about the Billy Meyer abductions. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the man in the underwear, it, Billy Meyer. <laughs> I want. I want a lot of shots of those gold foiled arms holding out laser guns, and uh, like Michael Horn is like the Cupid. Yep, yep. That would be my suggestion. Yeah, that's a really good idea. Jesus Christ, I would love. I would watch the hell out of that bad boy. I would totally watch the fuck. GoFundMe.com slash Billy Meyer film. <laughs> Let's just do this, guys. It, it, Let's just do yeah, this. Yeah, it. Brian's going. Brian's gonna get this fucking thing going. We're we're gonna make this. Honestly, movie. I kind of feel like if I had to make one of these, and I've I've actually been thinking about this a lot recently because I'm kind of like, I, you know, we have we have some other friends that are like doing a documentary and stuff, and I'm like, you know, it's a really cool idea, and I was just thinking like, what would I do on if I had the funding and time and like ability to do one at all, which I definitely don't. Um, and I was thinking actually, what would be really funny is a. Not like a found, not like a found horror genre kind of movie, but like a an unsettling documentary. Like, did you guys ever see the the documentary? Um, I think we're alone now. Yeah. So <laughs> the most unsettling forty five minutes oh I've ever seen. Oh my god! Yes. Okay, so for those that haven't seen it, it's about. Do you remember, like in the eighties, there was this singer called Tiffany. She was like a like a. Um, yeah. Popular, like she go yeah. to malls and whatever. This movie is about two of her super fans who are like obsessed with her. And one of them is a man with um one of them is a man with high functioning autism, and another is a um is a person who's just had a lot of tragedy in their life. And the story is like it's kind of funny and like sweet, and then there are moments where it's like Oh my god, this is this is not sweet. This is kind of scary. Like there's one moment where the, where one of the people is like, "Yeah, um she made me she put a restraining order on me when I sent her a photo of all my swords." Or whatever. And it's like <laughs> from this guy's perspective, this is just like, you know, this is how lovers meet, right? You you stalk her for years, you send her a picture of your swords, you show up at her house. Like it's just normal stuff, right? From her perspective, she's yeah. like, Jesus Christ, this guy is going to kill me and eat me. Um, Chris, have you ever seen a documentary called Capturing the Freedmans? If not, do it now. I haven't, but I, okay, I'll, I'm going to add it to my list. Um, 
Okay, because basically it starts as like a documentary about a very fun thing and then turns into a documentary about a very not fun thing. Also, I think that a similar style documentary about the inner workings of a MUFON chapter would be amazing. <laughs> oh, yes. Like, just about like the people that show up and are like, you know, yeah, I've been seeing aliens since I was a kid and whatever. And then like... Just that experience of meeting these people and then slowly, like, the realization comes that, oh, my God, these people are being taken advantage of. You know what I mean? And it, it kind of, like, it stops being funny and starts being kind of, you know, you're angry. And then it introduces, like, the leadership of MUFON and suddenly you're scared again. I think it'd be, I think it'd be fucking awesome. Yeah, I, that'd be pretty fucking dope. I, I'd be down for that. How about you, Spencer? What what would you adapt? What were the uh, the Brazilian guys who were real stinky? Remember those? Oh, the uh, uh, the uh, yeah, the not the fucking... people. Sorry, the aliens Jesus who landed Christ. in Brazil. No, the aliens. Like, yeah, what yeah, yeah. the hell? I was like, oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Went after blind kids. Hates Brazilians. Jesus um, Christ! Yeah, Rob, Rob edited that part okay. out. No, 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 we'll, 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 we'll give people context, sorry, uh, because, Woo! like, that incident fucking slips, slips my goddamn mind every single fucking time, I can, uh, I can never fucking remember, um, yeah, the, uh, Varginha incident. Yeah, there yeah. we go, we need those guys, we need the stinky yeah. aliens just running around causing chaos for an hour and a half. That would be a dope fucking film, I, I would totally be down, down for that. What was that? Okay, here's another oh. suggestion. Uh, yeah. The Mothman prophecies, but it's a madcap, mad, 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 mad world style where everyone's in cars chasing the Mothman around. <laughs> yes. Well, so I was gonna say um, a. So there, there's a famous like it's become now infamous. I would say in kind of like the serious UFO circles, and then it's become famous on like more people's normal minds because of that stupid series unidentified with a tip in it. Um, in the first season, they end the series on a case that happened out of Sicily that they pretend was a really big deal and like actually important, but in reality is the most insane and hilarious story of all time. So this guy and his family basically run this little town in Sicily and suddenly there are these fires that are being found all over this, this part of Sicily and the town government is filing all these insurance claims for them and saying, like, we don't know what is happening. Um, at first, they say that it's like it's just a fire of unknown origin. But then the Sicilian government hires people to go and, like, investigate. But because Italy is, like, hella corrupt and ridiculous, um, those people begin to get convinced somehow that it's demons that are starting the fire. That's their first idea. The second idea then becomes, well, actually, it's a UFO that is shooting a laser beam down on the ground and causing these fires. That's the part that ATIP says is actually happening. Then, finally, um, they publish a paper saying that a UFO shot down an Italian military helicopter and is causing these fires in Sicily. It goes to, like, the Italian university system, and the scientists there just tear it apart and, like, are you fucking insane there are not aliens starting fires in these small towns in sicily for the insurance money that this one family is reaping the benefits of so finally they decide to investigate it turns out it's this one guy starting the fires and then calling the insurance claims in i would but was he an alien 
I don't know. I, we don't know. We can't answer that question. But I would love like a super serious uh, drama. It starts off as a super serious drama where it's these UFO investigators and they're really serious. And, you know, oh, my God, there's an alien shooting down these ships and whatever. And then it ends with like Mr. Magoo. Just like, you know, oh, it was all bullshit, and you've all, you're all idiots, and you're all taking yourselves too seriously, and it wasn't aliens this whole time, it was just insurance fraud, which is what everyone in the town said it was. I think that would be badass and hilarious, and frankly, I think that uh, it would make a good Mr. Bean movie as well. Have Dude, you, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. I was going to say he's got to be played by Mr. Gotta Bean. Got to be played by Mr. Yeah. Bean, Bean, man. He's the one that comes in, in the end. It is the actual hero. Like, he's eating a banana right. one day, and it causes the guy causing arson to, like, slip, and I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it's got to be great. It's going to be great. Oh, I meant I meant he was the guy burning down the buildings who might also be an alien. Ooh, a dark turn. I like it. <laughs> like that if I said the words Italian Spider-Man, does that mean anyone, anything to anyone? I mean, besides separately, you just, yes. Besides you describing okay. my, it, it was like, this like YouTube series uh, from like ten or twelve years ago, and I feel like the aesthetic would match this very much. Like it was like this weird, um, like uh, supposed to look like the mid '60s, but basically it's like this like really fat guy playing Spider Man who just yells a lot, and I feel like that aesthetic <laughs> would go well with this plot. <laughs> I think we need all of these things, and it needs to be directed by Wes Anderson, and then we're done. Seven. Done. Yeah. Let's fax him. Definitely. Um, for me. One uh, mine would be an adaptation, and, and it would probably fall in the like kind of Virginia line. Uh, there's this great short book. Uh, it's called No Word from Gerb, and it's these two aliens. One is sent out to do reconnaissance work to see what Earth is like, and he disguises himself like Madonna. So he, 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 uh, he reports in every so often and to the point where he eventually loses contact with his friend. So his friend goes out looking for Gerb and it's basically kind of like this, um, examination of humanity and like all the fucking weird ass shit we do. It's, it's a funny book. Yeah. It's like about a hundred pages long. Uh, if you can get your hands on it, I highly suggest you read it. It's really fun. Um, I all I have in my head like if you do a really cool UFO flap right from history, it would make a pretty decent film. Like if you did the uh, fifty two flap from like uh, the uh, like Washington merry go round shit in the mm. summer to like uh, uh, there was this. Uh, uh, Scoutmaster in Florida that had this really weird encounter in August of 52, and then you kind of cap it off with uh, um, the uh, Flatwoods Monster and um, the Robertson panel. That would be a fucking pretty cool-ass film. I also thought that the, uh, the 42 Battle of Los Angeles um, yeah. setting would have been like a really good dramatic movie that could be done right. Yeah, not like that other piece of shit that we got. The futuristic uh, one? No, let's not talk about that. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> that, that was... what else would be kind of sweet would be like a um, – I actually think a movie where it is it is like an abduction story, but it's it's a story like set in the Renaissance where it seems <laughs> like it seems like a totally normal movie at first. Like, you know what I mean? It just seems like a normal kind of thing, whatever. And then this person has this like crazy nighttime encounter they can't explain. 
and then that is what drives them to like start a cult or something around a deity or you know what I mean? Like I think I really like into the same vein as this movie that it tries to do of like the ancient alien stuff. If there was a movie that did it really cool or a, a way to make it cool, I think that would be a cool way to do it. And that's a way that hasn't really been done before. Like I can't think of a movie like that really, I guess. Um, no. Yeah. I don't know. I just want to see like Leonardo da Vinci get pulled out of his bed by his ankles by aliens <laughs> come with us leonardo and he comes back and he's like i just thought of a helicopter oh my god they taught me so much cool stuff I'm having a great okay time. so what about what about reynolds from forest but like done like mash now that's a good one I like oh that. hell yeah i like that a lot i would be down yeah. for that also similarly gulf breeze but ed walters is played by ronnie dangerfield r.i.p 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would make for yeah, that would be a fucking dope ass comedy. Um, I'm down with that. I feel like I have a lot of time coming up in my life. I feel like I might write some of these. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, guys, we need to start a production company. Yeah. Let's get on it. <laughs> Bad Alien Movies LLC. <laughs> <laughs> Copyright better, right better now. Alien Movies LLC. <laughs> <laughs> Oh fucking a! I think I think that's a good point to end this fucking episode. Good times. <laughs> I think it might be a good spot. Oh fuck. Um. So. Uh, okay. Where 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 can people find you guys? Because I I don't even want, know where to find you guys half the time, except for Brian, because I talk to him like all the fucking time. It's true. But, hey, yeah. Hey, hey, Chris. Where can people find yeah, you? You can find us at uh, the Mad Scientist Podcast. Weird that everywhere logo with the giant jack o' lantern faces, so it's easy to find. Um, at Mad Scientist Pod on Twitter, um, just all over the place. So go find us; we're there, and we're always happy to chat. Always happy, Spencer. Where the hell are you, and where can we find you on the internet? Uh, you can listen to the What If podcast and hear me and my buddy Ryan talk about all kinds of dumb shit that we usually are not informed on. And and it's and it's really great, you know. You all make really fucking great podcasts on here. Oh, thanks, so, dude. Yeah, so fucking listen to them, folks. They're really great, Brian. Um, we do a podcast together, but you do another podcast, so you should probably tell the people about that. No, let's do ours first, Rob. I feel like you're okay. you're virtually in front of me, right? So we do a bi-weekly music podcast called The Coda. Yes, we do. And, and so, you know, people can find us over on the internet at uh, the Coda Podcast a little bit everywhere. And then I also do a, it was bi-weekly, and now with me being unemployed, it is back to being weekly, a podcast uh, called Double Density, which is part tech, part paranormal. We just, just released a whole episode about uh, new Apple products, as well as alien implants. So a little, you know, a little for everybody. Yeah, the, you're, you're dabbling. You're, you're <laughs> exactly. Put my toes in. I had to watch a shitload of really boring uh, lectures for alien implants, so I'm I'm glad to be done with that. Yeah, I can c- oh, completely the, understand. The podiatrist? Uh, yes, oh, yeah. Doctor Roger, Roger Lear, man. Oh Jesus Christ! The, the podiatrist <laughs> with a stud finder. Oh my God! <laughs> it's aliens. There's aliens in my walls. You mean? The podiatrist with a series of a uh, uh, you know a nonprofits that are probably set up to funnel all of his um, uh, book sales as well as like any appearances he's done uh, before his passing in 2014. You know the, the usual grift, alleged grift, I should say. He's all about a good grift. You know what the interesting thing is? It's like he was the only American researcher to actually put any time in the Virginia incident. That was very weird. Did he bring a stud fighter very- with him? I think he did, but I'm not. I don't quote me on that. Don't just quote me on that. Just something off about a guy who's really interested in in feet. 
And then also something really off about a guy who's really interested in implants. And the two of them together, I don't like it. Well, the weird thing, too, is that he's done a bunch of interviews where he talks about, like, loving UFOs a lot in general. So it feels more like he, like, came across this and he's like, holy shit, I can do this together now as one job. <laughs> Finally foot UFOs. My dream! <laughs> Since I was a boy. Were you too... <laughs> you know, uh... Podiatry, where your two loves can come together. It's just how it happens. <laughs> you can put a foot in anything, Rob. You don't understand. You can put a, you can put a foot in anything, and I'm going to put a foot in this fucking episode right now. So if you want to find us uh, on the internet and such, ourstrangeskies.com, you can find links to everything from our social media profiles to our episodes, Patreon page, all that good stuff. Uh, I want to thank you guys for coming on here, roasting this fucking movie like it deserved. Uh, and, um, yeah, uh, don't forget to look up. Because you never know what you'll find in Our Strange Skies, and you never know what kind of piece of shit movie you're going to see on your screen. In Grey We Trust. <laughs> Yeah.